Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada Dundalk and Cavan. We have amazing offers available across the 211 Renault and Dacia range. Get your car delivered to you in just a couple of clicks. Call us today to find out more or visit blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors. Welcome to Late Lunch, Friday Eve of the Bank Holiday Weekend. I love them. I love the extra day off. It just gives you that little bit more time, doesn't it, to enjoy the weekend. Long weekends are great. Welcome to the show. We'll send you into the weekend in fine fettle, I promise you. Look ahead to sport coming with Leon Blanche, Rick Cronje, our virtuoso of Vino. He's two crackers to recommend for the weekend. Etna Shortall's with us. New supplement coming up in the uh, Sunday Times this Sunday. We're going to hear all about and Dave Morris here. Uh, his uh, family have a song that's flying along. We're going to dip into uh, the past with Dave as well. Do you remember the Mars? Joey and the clan when they started out back in the 70s? We're going to be having a chat about it here on Late Lunch this afternoon. Our numbers 086-1800-658-1850-715-958 is the phone number. The first number is WhatsApp or text. We're going to talk teddy bears for the next while. And I'll ask you today... Do you have your teddy bear since you were a child? If you do, please let us know about your teddy on late lunch today. Great way would be to WhatsApp us a pic of your teddy. So if you can take a picture of your teddy and send it in to us now on WhatsApp, 086-1800-658. Or if you want to say something about your teddy or memories of your teddy, let us know as well. You can text that number also. My first guest, you see, today is from Hamburg in Germany, living in Ireland since 1984, where she makes and repairs teddy bears. Anke Morgenroth is the owner of Bear Essentials and the Teddy Bear Hospital in Cavan. And I'm delighted she's with me. Hello. Welcome to the show, Anka. Oh, hello. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, my <laughs> word. I couldn't. But when I saw you and what you do, my heart melted because I thought of my own teddy bear all those years ago. And I, the last I remember of him, Anka, is he just had one eye left. He'd lost an ear. And if I'd known you were about at that stage, well, he would have gone to you. But tell us this. I know your background is in social work. How did yes. the passion for teddy bears become a business for you? Well, look, Terry, um, I grew up with the teddy bear tradition in Germany. I think the the teddy bear, the stife teddy bear, was a button in the ear. A lot of people would know him. And that's the company, and that was the first teddy bear in Germany 
I grew up with as a child. So teddy bears were always very important in Germany. You would have been given a first teddy bear when you were born or later on on your 18th birthday. So, uh, yeah. And the business idea uh, came about, I just wanted to, to design something myself, which people can keep for a long, long time, or even maybe pass on to the next generation. And that's how Bear Essential came about. And you began, what, in about the uh, year 2000, the millennium year? Yeah, officially I'm in business since 2000, but it took me about two and a half years before because it's it's all self-taught because I had four children at that time and uh, I had a, a new baby at that time as well. So I was working from home. So it, it took me about two years just to learn the design of, of teddy bears. And my word, have you learned. It's just fantastic, the range you have and what you make. Honestly, I encourage listeners to check you out on your website, bearessentials.ie. That's bearessentials, B-E-A-R, essentials.ie. Have a look, folks. You'll be enthralled, I promise you. Now, here's the other burning question in my mind. My mind, Bon Boy isn't exactly London, New York, Paris or Munich. How did you end up there? <laughs> Well, it's just the teddy bears fit in very well here. So if you come down to the woods in Bone Boy, you can find us here. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, as as well as that, you know, when you mentioned 2000 and taking you a couple of years to get going, with the whole move to online buying and selling, surely that, you know, it doesn't matter, you're in Bone Boy, Ballinar, you know, Beltichburn, wherever, you're, you're a business that can be worldwide. Yes, absolutely. But to say this as well, we are a kind of a destination shop here because we are in the middle of the global geopark between County Fermanagh and County Kevin. So it's a lovely, a beautiful area here. And this is why I feel the teddy bears fit in very well, because people love to come down. They love to see the surrounding or go walking here. And, uh, yeah, of course, uh, during uh, COVID times now, the shop has been closed. The teddy bear uh, hospital was open all the time, but the shop has been closed. But, yeah, like you say, Jerry, like everybody would have ordered online for the past year. Mm. And, uh, yeah. That, thank God they ordered from us as well. So this is why we're still here. <laughs> yeah, and I know you are sending teddies not all, only all over Ireland and the UK, but all over the world uh, as well. But the online, yes, it has been a saviour for so many businesses. Absolutely, but you would yeah. never, you would say primarily, uh, just to come back to that again and emphasise this, that you will be reopening soon the shop. You love to have people come to the shop and see them and deal with them on a one-to-one basis. We, we absolutely do. And we love to work with families. So we have a build a bear workshop here as well, where families can, can make teddy bears together. So it's lovely actually to work with different generations. And, uh, we have a very big garden here and a playground. So we encourage people who come and see the shop or do a workshop just to stay outside a bit, uh, bring a picnic and sit out and spend some time with the kids as well. Now, on late lunch today, there you are. No excuses. When the inter-county travel happens and Bare Essentials is opening, you've got to make a beeline for Bond Boy. This is the place to go now, folks. You've got to go there and see what we're talking about. Look, you make the most beautiful range yourself, I have to say. And not alone is it teddy bears, you have baby gifts, soft toy animals, uh, Irish bears... Your range of Irish bears are fantastic, may I say. 
Ah, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, the Irish beers are a little bit different. Uh, we, we have really three different customers who buy Irish beers. It could be uh, families who want an Irish beer for a baby, or it could be tourists who come to Ireland and really want to bring a special Irish-made beer back home. And also we do collectible Irish beers, which are one of mohair beers, and they're exactly made of the same material than the stive teddy bears you find on Antique Roaches now. So we hope that they still be around in a hundred years' time. Oh, they will indeed. And the Stife Bear, sure, it's legendary, the German bear. It really is. And you carry a lovely range of those uh, as well. You know, everybody, I'm sure, listening to us today, when you were small, a bear, a little comforter was something that you were given. And people have them with them all their lives. But with that, uh, Anka, comes wear and tear. And let's talk about the repair end for a moment. Can you repair any bear? Well, look, sometimes we think we can, but uh, from experience, I must say, ever so often we have to tell people that we won't really touch their bear. It has something to do with our own philosophy. We don't really want uh, to get a teddy bear here, which is really, really threadbare, and we have to redesign him and make a total new bear. That's not what the hospital is about. So we really love if a teddy bear's face is still in good uh, shape. And then if we have to replace anything else, like the growler or the paw pads or even joints, that's not a problem. But I think the personality of the teddy bear is in the face. And if that is gone, it's quite difficult to restore a bear. So there are limits and there are limitations as well with what you can do. And you're fairly particular on this. And I understand why, because, you know, if somebody brings a bear to you, for example, you know, the way they fade. And I remember my old teddy faded a lot as well. People would have it in their minds, uh, Anke, that you can restore to the beautiful (laughs) colour it was the day it was made. Not possible, I take it. No, it's it's really funny you're saying this, actually, because you get a lot of people who, who actually say, oh, this bear has been pink before. So if it was pink and it's grey now, we can't put the pink back into the teddy bear unless we cover him with the new pink material. Yes, yeah, so th- something like that is, you know, it's just not possible to do. One thing I was thinking of, just for our listeners today, you know when they do get a bit grubby, they might be fine in structure and they have all their bits and pieces, eyes and ears and legs and arms, but they get a bit grubby. What do you advise about washing a bear? Okay, there is actually, uh, not every bear can be washed. So first of all, most of the bears people buy, they have a little label which tells them actually uh, what they can do with that particular fabric. But uh, some of the bears, of course, and, and especially things which have been given to babies can be washed. We would recommend never to put a teddy bear in the washing machine. Mm. Even though it's easy and it's fast, it actually, uh, what, the, what, what no material likes, no plush material likes, is being spun around in the washing machine. And that's when the fabric uh, kind of gets uh, broken in the end, you say. Mm. 
So that's for, for things you can wash. But mohair teddy bears made of mohair, you can't really wash. So the only way is to surface wash them. And we actually have a, I, I did a little video and put it on YouTube to help people to clean their mohair bears. So they have been surface, surface washed uh, and it's a special way how to do that. Ah, lovely. And, uh, you know, you'll find out that information again on the the website. I'll give that to you in a few moments. Um in terms of bears that say have lost an eye, for example, or an ear, or a leg might be loose, or an arm, or things like that, that 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 can be considered for repair. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's no problem there. But your particular, I know, when I was reading this about you, the face of a face of a bear is damaged, or that it's a different story, isn't it? It is. Uh, but saying this, I mean, we have replaced faces of teddy bears as well. Like sometimes if people have images how the bear looked before, it it is it, it can be done and we have done it as well. But saying this, like people might think uh, we, we qu- quite often get an email and uh, they're asking us, what does a typical repair cost or how long does a typical repair take? There is no typical repair because every bear is made of a different design, different material. And of course, the old bears like uh, who are made, uh, even some old Irish bears, bears, there have been an old Irish company as well, which are jointed. Those bears are usually made of better durable quality and it's 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 not difficult to actually take joints out and put new joints in Mm, interesting indeed yes the jointed bear remember those too um like people have uh, had these for years and years and it's still a thing it's a, a tradition that's alive and well i was just looking at my granddaughter's room before uh, I, I spoke to you today <laughs> the amount of bears she has honest <laughs> to god it's unbelievable and it's lovely to see them oh i have to pay a visit to your place i do please god oh. <laughs> before this year is out i'm just enthralled by it i have to say what about valuable bears do you ever, you know, get ones in that you'd know yourself or maybe an owner would tell you this is a pretty unique bear? Well, you usually know, like, if you get a, a teddy bear in which is old and has has still a stife button in the ear or you can see there had been a stife button in the ear before, you know those bears could be valuable but saying this, we get a lot of inquiries of people wanting to send us images and telling us how much a bear is worth. Uh, I'm not really qualified to do this. And I'm I'm telling people mainly the value has a lot to do what the value has for that particular person, you see. And then uh, the teddy bears we get in the hospital, this is all emotional value to the people, you say. They want to keep their bear it's not about uh, selling a, a teddy bear. But if you really want to know the value, you would look more to the auction houses in London and see if teddy bears are listed there. Absolutely. I love what you do. You have something really, really special in this business as well. And I am smiling here and I'm sure oh. people listening today <laughs> are smiling as well. And they're sending us in already uh, pictures of their bears, oh, Anka. Wow. They're coming in here on WhatsApp and I'm going to be talking about those in a while. But I'll mention it again. Repairs, but sales. Yes, the wonderful range of bears they have there. Bearessentials.ie. Check them out. They're in Cavan, as I said. Bon boy. It's a place you should put on your list to visit before the end of the year, like I have done myself. Anka, keep doing what you're doing. You're lovely. Congratulations on your success. 
Thank you so much, Jerry, and we are looking forward to meeting you here. I'll be there. I promise you, I will be there. Take care, Anka. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Anka Morganroth there from Bear Essentials. Oh, it's just, it just melts your heart. It really would. Septa Shepherd, you've mel- melted my heart today. Oh, look at your bear. Isn't he lovely? Or she lovely. 1988 Septa got it, uh, got the bear and still has it. Lovely picture. We've another one there. Wiggles, it's called. And the lady has sent it. I don't know who you are, but she says her daughter has it for the last four years since she was born off oh, for life for sure and I have to mention my own Sarah and Paddy oh Sarah's Paddy oh she loves him and she has him since she was born and she sent me a picture of him as well come on whatsappers pics of your teddy bears this afternoon we'd love to see them we'll give them a mention on the show your teddy bears on radio never happened before we'll give them a shout out 086-1800-658 come on whatsapp your pics into us now and we'll mention them over the course of the show more about bears in a moment Riddlers, are you ready? Yes, you're riddle on Friday on late lunch today. Listen, Louise, listen carefully. You had me all I'm over not, the place I'm last not. week. Now listen to this and don't don't throw a spanner in the works here. Okay, here's your riddle on Friday. The person who makes it has no need of it. The person who buys it has no use for it. The person who uses it can neither see nor feel it. What is it? One more time. The person who makes it has no need of it. The person who buys it has no use for it. The person who uses it can neither see nor feel it. What is it? What am I talking about? Answers to 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me. There's a nice prize for you today if you get it right. Say nothing, Miss Louise Walsh. I don't know Say it. nothing. Just tell me this. <laughs> I'm not going to argue again with uh, you. No, you because much. I was right last you week. Are, yeah. I was right. I was right. I'm always right. Anyway, teddy bears. I take it you have a teddy bear. I have all my teddy bears. Have you? Yeah. I have my first teddy called Huggy, Huggy Bear because it hangs onto your arm. Katrina, that's in Katrina, my daughter's room now. And I have a little teddy bear in my room. He's a little dog. He's a little fluffy dog. And I remember my mum went to England for the first time she was away from me when I was about eight. And my sister brought me to Carol's in Dublin. Do you know that shop, Carol's? Yes, the gift shop. And gave me £5 and I bought that teddy. <laughs> and I still have one. <laughs> lovely, lovely, mm. lovely. I don't have mine. I you had know. a teddy bear. He was a bluey grey coloured fella and he got a little bit worn. They, you know, his fur came off him a little bit and then he lost his eye oh, and then his leg came loose. Mm. And it I, just came loose, or ah, well, sure, it came loose. I don't know, <laughs> but I never know where he went. He just disappeared Aww. out of my life. But I had him from I was a little fella. I had a teddy bear. I did have. What was I his just name? had one. Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> teddy. I just call him Teddy. Hi, Teddy. Yeah, Teddy. I had no special yeah, name or anything. So cute. But I feel a little bit emotional today now that I don't know where he went or whatever happened to him. There you go. It's one of those things in life. But don't forget, WhatsApp us your pics of your teddies. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp us pics in now and we'll uh, give them a shout out on the show. It is, it, it's touching, isn't it? Our teddy bears, they just get you. They, I think ev- they most mean people so much. have teddies, don't ah, they? Ah, yeah. Yeah, I think most people have teddy bears. Most people mm. have them, whether they have them or have lost them, like myself. Some people are meticulous about keeping them. I mentioned our Sarah. She has Paddy and she would not go anywhere without him and still. And will she let Ava hold him or anything? No, no, <laughs> no Paddy is Sarah's. Nobody else is. Simple as that. And he goes everywhere with her and she wouldn't be without him. He's a little green fellow with a shamrock on him. So we have him look. up on oh, our social media. Oh, he's up on our social media. media. Yep. Check him out on our social media along with all, a lot of other teddy bears there as well. I think it's appropriate, isn't it? We play this one now. Come on, let's get into the spirit of the teddy bear. But I love my teddy bear. 
with Sharon Corr and Teddy Bear on your late lunch this Friday afternoon. Isn't it absolutely lovely? Our Ava has some collection of them. She really has. Oh, Ava has such a load of teddy bears and she loves them all and has different names of them. And I'm sure your children and grandchildren have the same and it's just lovely. It's a lovely, lovely tradition. It really is. want to dedicate that song to Joseph Noon Shields. He's six today. That comes in from Auntie Mary Leo and Patsy. And Zach Lee, happy birthday to you too. Megan wishes you all the very best this day. Your happy birthday day. This is my granddaughter Ellie's teddy. She has it eight years and it was her uncle's before her and he is 21. He had it from a baby and it was his cousin's before she gave it to him. His name is Snowy. Oh, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Lovely story there. Been handed on from generation to generation. Neve's been on from Navin to say Hi Jerry. this is Sotty. Oh, Sotty's lovely. I'll be 33 in May and he still comes to bed with me every night as well as my husband. <laughs> Good on you, Neve. Uh, and there's another one. Harry from Harrods, 1999. London to Clarehead and looking good in it. Minded well. Oh, what a beautiful Ted. Keep them coming to us. Your teddy bears. WhatsApp them to us. 086-1800-658. Once more, last time, the riddle this Friday on your late lunch. Thank you to everybody who's come up with a, an answer already. Here it is for the final time. The person who makes it has no need of it. The person who buys it has no use for it. The person who uses it can neither see nor feel it. What is it? What am I talking about? Riddle, nice prize going out to you on late lunch today. Send your answers to 086-1800-658-WhatsApp or text me. Now, the Marr family are famous, the length and breadth of the land and beyond in the world of entertainment. And the next generation are making waves. Dad, Dave Marr, is on the line. Hello, Dave. Hello, Jerry. Thanks for having me on. Not at all. You're very welcome to the show. Before we get on to the new crew, I was just having a, a little wander in my own mind earlier on today and thinking about you. And I go back. 1973, Dad, Joey, of course, Linda, Michael, Eddie and yourself. Do you remember those days when you were getting going? Oh, she did. They were some of the best times of my life, Sherry, when I look back on it. And that's why... I wanted to do it again mm. because I, I was so young at that time. You know, you don't really appreciate how how unique it is and, and brilliant to be, you know, in a band with your own family. Because every family, um, when you sing together, it's your own unique sound, you know, because you're all the one blood. And as you sing, your voices blend in a way. Like, look at the Bee Gees, you know, that they blend in a way that's yeah. unique. So every family... Should really. I'm trying to start a movement, Jerry. Let's start a movement and get all the get all the fabulous mammies and daddies, you know, around the world to form little bands with their, you know, with their kids. Because when you sing together, it's just a, there's just a unique sound there. So that was the best time of my life when I look back in it with Dad and, um, you know, Eddie. Eddie, um, one of the finest drummers mm. ever to come out of this country. Eddie was just, you know, Eddie started playing drums at five years old. Would you, would you believe that, Jerry? Five, yeah. he was a baby. 
And he was the baby. Like, I was just looking at your ages there and poor Eddie passed away all suddenly and all too soon at such a young age. But uh, he was, he was so young uh, beating those drums and keeping the rhythm going in the band when he started. And when you say five years of age. But look, coming back to yourself, 73, you started on the local scene. Then you moved countrywide over the next couple of years. Your first single, Five O'Clock Friday. Yep, Five O'Clock Friday. Great song. And then the B-side was Sweet Little Rock and Roller, another great little rock and roll thing. And uh, I should look, uh, isn't that great to have have that in the, you know, in, in history of yeah. those years ago to be making your first record at the 10 years old. Mm, yeah, and you were, he's not joking. They were whippersnappers at that stage. They really were. But listen, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people listening today remember you because you know at that stage, like, God, it was a different world altogether. And all we had was the television and in some cases black and white, never mind colour. But <laughs> Opportunity Knocks, Huey Green, 1978, the 30th of January. You did the nation proud, Dave. And you know something? It was the town of Drada that won it for us. Do you know that? Yeah. I remember the producers telling us that they got thousands of postcards. This is in the day... You had to get a postcard, go down, write on it who you wanted to win, and then go down and post it. <laughs> we got thousands, thousands of postcards from Drada, and that's how we won. Yeah, it because was it was a, it was a dual thing, wasn't it? There was a vote in the studio, and you were second in that vote. And then between the show going out and the following week, the postal votes came in, and you're right, thousands upon thousands, and the Mar family won opportunity knocks. Yeah, with the people of Drada behind us, it was just an amazing. An amazing um, thing to happen, like to win it. Like at that show, at that time, 25 million people watched it every Monday night at 7 o'clock. Yeah. Think about that, 25 million. Because at the moment, the X Factor, whenever they have the big final, if they even get 8 million people watching yes. it, they're absolutely thrilled with themselves. Yeah, it so just shows At that you. time, like yeah. when you got on it, everybody, everybody, uh, you know, in Ireland and the UK knew you. So that was how we could travel all over, um, you know, travel all over England doing shows because basically everybody, everybody knew us over there. I remember um, the manager coming in with uh, big black sackfuls of fan mail from, uh, uh, you know, uh, little teenage girls saying things like, I'm going to flush myself down the toilet if, if the lead singer doesn't write back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, Dave, when you think of the innocence of it as well. But it's certainly Opportunity Knocks, and we all remember the clapometer. They used the little needle used to go up on the television. The more the audience would clap, that would get you up to the top of the leaderboard. But that certainly was the springboard for you, wasn't it? And your family, as you say, tours in Ireland and England followed. It was some time. Oh, it was the best time of my life. I really was when I look back and to be with Dad. You know, like Dad had started the band. You know, mm. he was the man who put it together. And he decided, you know, he was actually on tour in, um, he was actually on tour in uh, Las Vegas. And he was playing in the World Handball Championship. And they went to see the Jackson Five, you see? Mm. And they got right up close, right in front of the audience. This is before the Jackson Five were absolutely massive, you know, but they were doing the residency up there. And he was watching Michael Jackson and, and uh, the Jackson Fives performing. And the idea came into his head that, you know something, we could do something just as good as that, you know? And uh, wasn't it thinking outside the box? Yes. Like, you know, like like normally people would say, oh, no, no, come on, they're American. They're much better than us. You know, they, 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 they'll do it right. But he thought, you know, 
we could do this. A little Irish family, you know, yeah. uh, we, we could do it. And so we formed the band. Mm-hmm. Mick was uh, five years older than me. He was the lead guitar player. And then Linda, uh, Linda was super on the keyboard. Yes. And then Dad on, on guitar. And then we needed a drummer. So it was so it was so funny the way Dad uh, said to Eddie, okay, like uh, poor Eddie, you know, he was only a baby, but he wanted to, you see, we were going out, we were doing shows in old folks' homes, and we were just trying to learn our craft, learn yeah. how to perform, you know? And we used to go around and do all of this, and but we couldn't bring Eddie. So Eddie used to cry when we were leaving, you see? So Dad said to Eddie one day, okay, Eddie, look, do you want to join the band? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now, we need a drummer. Will you learn how to play the drums? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so that's how Eddie became the drummer in the band, and Dad went down to Tommy Liddy down there, in the sound shop, and he bought, believe it or not, a Perspex kit of drums, which was unheard of at the time. You could actually see through the drum kit mm. because you know Eddie was so small. You know, mm, mm. so that that was that was quite unusual at the time. It was an incredible drum kit, you know. So we could see Eddie playing uh, behind the drums. Wasn't it? Wasn't that great crack? You know, <laughs> and that's how he started the band. And my God. Was he ahead of his time? He was. He was. He yeah. was. Oh, Davy, I, I I interviewed him several times here, and I knew yeah. him. And he was a he was such a multi talented man in sport, in music, in life. Joey had it all, and you must be so proud of that beautiful, beautiful bust or statue of him, should I say, along the banks of the Boyne down Scotch Hallway. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Gosh, it wasn't it? Uh, wasn't it a great honour? Yeah. for the family for the town of Drada to do that for, for my dad. It was just. It was just amazing, you know, like, mm. my God, I'll never be able to thank them for what they did, you know. Yeah. And uh, I remember when, when the statue was going up, you see, um, we had done a lot of shows with Joe Dolan, you see. Joe Dolan was a great friend. And it was great, you know. We were supporting Joe, you know, the boys in Drada, supporting Joe Dolan all around the country. But anyway, when I used to play in Drada, I used to go on and for the crack, you know, I'd say, ladies and gentlemen, there's a statue going up to Joe Dolan in Mullingar. And it's fantastic that a statue has gone up to my dad here at Drada. But what I really want to know is, where are you going to stick my statue, ladies and gentlemen? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, lovely so line. You can in. imagine, Jerry, what was it? Yeah, I, I, I'm just thinking that here. I can think of the responses for sure. And you know the wit of the audiences yeah. as well. They'd be only just too, too yeah. glad to uh, have a shout back great. at you. Yeah, great, great. Great crack. crack, Yeah, and what times the way... You went on then, of course, to Dave Marr and the Rockets and Dave Marr and your band, and of course you've been uh, playing, performing and writing, you name it, ever since. But look, let's talk about the next generation. Ruby is 11. Talk about a young age. Ruby 11, Robin 17 and Stacey 18. And this song, Lullaby for the World. Uh, Tell me this, how did you come to uh, team up with the wonderful Brendan Graham, who everybody knows, who wrote this song? But Brendan, as you know, is a legend. Everybody, everybody has heard of Brendan Graham from You Raise Me Up. You know, one of the yep. greatest songs ever written, a classic. He's also won the Eurovision not once, but twice. Mm, yes. <laughs> He's has classic songs, uh, you know, beautiful songs. And Brendan, believe it or not, came to see us playing in the Rahot Inn. And uh, he wrote a song for us for the Eurovision. Now, this is way back. I was only like Ruby when I first met Brendan. I was only 10, yeah. 11. And he's been involved with the family since then. And he's been writing songs for us. You know, he was just saying, he thought it was great fun that he wrote a song, you know, when Dad was the band leader, you know, yeah. and we were all kids. And then he wrote songs for, for me when I had my own band. Mm. And now he's after writing songs for my kids. 
So isn't that isn't that three generations of it's, a family he's been writing songs for? Isn't that isn't that a great story? It's a great story and a great link through the generations as well. I actually saw Ruby when she was on The Voice. Oh, oh really? yeah. she was l- just so so beautiful and what what a voice she has. And of course, you had a a, a great run on Railta August Gaelta on TJ Cahar as well last year. Oh, wasn't that great? Ireland's most talented family. Yeah. Great to get on it. Mm. And like, you know, it was just, just, I just love what, the, you know, Jim from Horse Lips, he was one of the judges. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, like what he said about it, he says, the next time I'm going to see this act perform, he says, is in the Boardgast Theatre up in Dublin. Wasn't that a great... <laughs> great lovely, lo- lovely, lovely praise and, and from coming from him as well. So, you know, this generation, the talent, listen, they didn't lick it off the ground. You know that old saying yourself, uh, Dave? Uh, sure, look, you, you, you know what the funny thing is? I, I swear to God, uh, my dad's mum was a beautiful, and her sisters were beautiful opera singers. And when they used to sing down in the church on a Sunday... The town of Drogheda would go down to hear them because they had beautiful voices, and it's amazing how it comes down through the through the uh, generations, isn't it? Yes, it is. So, so Dad's mum was a beautiful singer, mm. and then yeah, it went to Joey really... and onto yourselves, and now yeah. onto his grandchildren, and it'll yeah. continue, I'm sure, uh, beyond that as well. The song uh, is it? Have you plans for an album? The song to be included, and I know it's getting great traction, not alone in Ireland but all over the world. Well, would you believe it? We've been playlisted on a hundred different UK radio stations, which is just brilliant, you know? It's also gone out to 60 different stations worldwide. An interview we did on air, and they actually, uh, they're going to play it at stations in the US of A and then all over Germany. And then we got World Earth Day last Thursday. That was really something, Jerry. For them to actually play, you know, a little ordinary family from Ireland all over the world, you know, in basically every country in the world to play the song. And I saw some of the presenters, like one of the girls from Russia, when she saw the video, she said, I am nearly in tears, she says, looking at how wonderful uh, this family is singing about him. you know, saving the planet. And that yeah. it was just lovely to mm. hear them say that. You know? Oh, no, I, I, I can understand it. I can understand it because it, it resonates and it has to resonate right around this world. No matter what country you live in, race or creed you are, it touches a nerve about this little planet that we all live on for a short time. We're going to hear it now. Dave, best of luck to you all uh, going forward. And thank you for joining me on Late Lunch today. Listen, and all this is in Harry's new book, if you want to get it. It's an amazing new book, Stars, Showbands and Troubadours, the whole story of the Mars. Okay, it's there and uh, we'll be talking about that, I'm sure, again. All the uh, story of the Mar family is in that book, uh, for sure. But let's hear the song today that's making waves around the world. Dave Marr, thanks for joining us. Here it is, thanks. Lullaby for the World. Last night in my sleeping, the world came to me. Laid all its sorrows before me With eyes filled with weeping At what it did see The world told its sad, sad story Oh, so beautiful. Imelda Farrell, thank you indeed for sending us in the beautiful picture of little Dara Farrell from Bala McKenney. Oh, he's just beautiful. With his five-month-old teddy bear which came from his Auntie Mary in Doncaster in the UK. Isn't that just lovely? So little Dara's five 
and his teddy is five as well. So in years to come, Dara can mention, my teddy got a mention on LMFM radio when I was just five months old. Isn't it beautiful, Louise? Can you see it there? Can you see it? I'm it's just fantastic. picking them up here on the on He'll the WhatsApp. He'll have it with him for life. He'll, He'll grow up it. with him. Isn't he a beautiful boy? He really is. Look at that one as well. I love that one too. Jerry, limited edition Alfie Bear given to my son who turned 21 this week. You see? You see? Isn't that a beautiful bear? Nolene has sent that one in to us. Thank you so much, Nolene. With a lovely, he's a lovely blue, uh, what is it, round his neck there? A lovely ribbon uh, round his neck. Here's another one here coming to us. Um, My, ah, look at this. My well-loved Teddy given to me for my first birthday from my granny. I'm 55 this year. Mm. The dress is a dress that I wore. So, but you the dress on the teddy? Yes. Uh-huh. That little dress uh-huh. was on this. I, I have no name, whoever you are, 55. And the little dress that the teddy bear is wearing was her dress as well. Oh, just gets you, doesn't it? Yeah. You have a couple of lovely ones there, haven't I you? I have, yeah, yeah. I have one um, Come in on Facebook. Yep. Ronya Finucane said, My dad made me two teddies for my second Christmas. I still have them both and my daughter sleeps with them now. Lovely. And um, this is a real... Heartbreaker. Ali Monaghan says, I still have mine and dad bought it for me when I had my appendix out in July 1983. And it's all the more special because it was the last thing he bought me as he died 16 days later. Oh, my. Oh, that's just just something else, isn't it? So special. You see, that bear is... Just priceless. You know, when we were talking earlier on about no it value on that, to yeah. Anke, she says, don't talk about value. It's You can't put a price on, on something like that. You you really can't. It's fantastic. Keep them coming. We love them. Your teddy bears. We're talking teddies on late lunch this Save afternoon. Save for teddy bear picnics. That's still a oh, thing. Oh, listen, of course. She, uh, when, 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 when we could, she used to have a teddy bear picnic outside in the back garden with Margaret. Or some days when I'd be driving home from work in the summer, she'd move to the front of the house and be waiting for me to arrive with all the teddy bears <laughs> and the little tea sets around them and everything. Yes, teddy bears picnics are still a thing. They what do are teddy today. bears eat? Um, it doesn't take a lot. doesn't take a lot. They don't need a lot, you know, and, and they're all... Vegetables. Yeah, they stay in the same condition. They're just the same, little bit rotund, you know what I mean, and, and that type of thing. Just to go back to my chat with Dave Marr there, Memories, Memories. The book he was talking about is Harry O'Reilly's book, uh, Draw Hot is Legendary Show Bands, and there's quite a few chapters, to, uh, you know, dedicated to the Mars, actually, in, in that book. Penny's... Oh, <laughs> pennies, pennies is re- when are they reopening in the Republic of Ireland is it the 17th of May I think it's the 17th yeah. click and collect click first and, collect and then they're opening yeah. but you're looking at scenes as we speak here in, in, in Northern Ireland yeah, well, they've, have they just Jerry, reopened today they've reopened the non-essential yeah retail and the queues Jerry. I'm just looking at one picture that was um, taken outside pennies in Derry oh my god there's hundreds in every direction on every street queuing so be it's, prepared. It's, oh my god! It's going to be the same here, Magella. Hel- just they must only have the clothes that they're wearing. <laughs> oh no, they're all queuing for new bras. As Magella <laughs> told me yesterday, that she can't wait to get into pennies and get a new bra. That the uh, everything she has doesn't fit her. Magella, 
Oh, she can't travel. Oh, sorry. No, you can't. You're stuck in your county. You'll have to wait a little bit longer <laughs> until inter-county travel starts. And then you could maybe go north or south, whatever way you think. But there you go. Pennies is just inundated with oh, people but it at the looks moment. Like, like the queues. Seriously, anybody, they're all over across social media. But it looks as if you'd have to wait hours to get in. Would you, would you bother? No. I hate queues. I have no patience for queues. I am a man of no patience for a lot of things in life, but especially queuing. I just can't take it. If I see it, I go away and come back a- another time. But there's a, there's a, you know, there's a psychology in queuing, but pennies won't use it. We, we ever saw any of the theme parks in, in, uh, Paris. Were you in Disney? I was in, in Paris? D- yeah. 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 Or you'd see it when we were in the States a few times in the, in the parks. They snake queue you, you know what I mean? And they have different things to distract you that look, oh, like, yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel as long, you know, that you're actually standing in the queue. I wouldn't be backside. I remember when uh, uh, the, the pandemic began, uh, March 2020. Do you remember the rush for sto- for supermarkets, for food? Mm, and everyone packed yeah. up. And the queues uh, outside every little helps, uh, Tesco. Um, I didn't bother. I drove up a couple of days and I haven't me. I went home and I waited and I went at a time when there was no queues. I How about have no patience. mashed potato? <laughs> I still have them in the press. For mash gets mash. <laughs> that was my COVID buy. Do you remember that ad? No. For mash gets mash. No, and the Klingons are the little, little, they used to laugh like that. Humans with spuds, we can do it better. You don't remember that ad? They used to laugh like that. I can remember the ad. And uh, I have to say in my day, I have enjoyed mash or smash myself in emergencies. When we'd be away fishing, we used to rustle it up and put a big knob of butter into it and lash it in because we wouldn't have time to be cooking. We'd be that mad to be out in the lake and catching fish. Yes, that was my experience. I have it here. Hang on, is this it? Go on. I don't know whether I can get it or not. On your last trip, did you discover what the Earth people eat? They eat a great many of these. They fill them with their metal knives. Boil them for 20 of their minutes. Then they smash them all to bits. They are clearly the most primitive people. For mash get smash. That's the way that finished it. Wasn't I right? Didn't I get the noises right? You see the way I could remember it? They laughed at us, the humans. <laughs> they have the power now. They put the hot water into it. Those other ads are brilliant. Ah, oh, they're great. They're great. We'll go back to them again someday on this show. Late lunch, LMFM radio. The bank holiday weekend is on the way and people will let the hair down a little. Perhaps enjoy a glass of vino just to sip or with your food. Well, there's just one man knows his wines inside out. He's a lovely white and red to recommend to you after the break. It's Rick Cronjay. This is my teddy called Bonnie. My mum gave it to me when I was about six. She sadly died not long after. I. It is a pyjama case, Jerry, and I, I keep a wee swimsuit inside it and it belonged to my sister Deirdre, who's no longer with us either. Oh my God, that's so touching. Thank you for sending it to us, Susan. I really do appreciate it. It's absolutely lovely and great to have it I say again such a memory such a real memory that links back to your mum and your sister it's beautiful may I say there are more there as well I'll come back to them just reminding you four Premier League matches tomorrow on the LMFM app 
or on the Listen tab on the LMFM website. Crystal Palace, Manchester City half 12, Brighton leads at 3, Chelsea Fulham at half 5 and uh, finishing off at 8 o'clock with Everton against Aston Villa at Goodison Park. Premier League live with Now. Stream all the action from Sky Sports with a Now Sports membership. He's waiting patiently. We nearly didn't have him. Rick Cronjay, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Terry. Fresh from the jab. Fresh from the jab, onto the wine, bank holiday. <laughs> Looking great. Looking great, Terry. Anyway, Rick has just had his vaccination in the last while and well done to him. And as you say, the bank holiday and a lovely time to enjoy a glass or two. Now, it's New Zealand for the white today and Sauvignon Blanc. It is indeed, Jerry. It's uh, called Insight 2020, fresh, fresh. Uh, our wines today comes from O'Brien's in uh, Drogheda, and this one uh, was reduced from 1895 to 1295. Fantastic. Rick, I have to put my hands up here. I tasted this wine at the start. They had it in earlier in the year, and I tasted it. And I, I want to say, it's an absolute cracker. I'm delighted you've picked it today. Now, when we talk about New Zealand, really, uh, Sauvignon Blanc is their signature. Oh, absolutely, Jerry. I mean, 1974 is where we have to go back to when they first produced um, marketable quantities. Now, uh, Matua Valley in uh, Auckland was the first one there. And um, and since then, uh, it's just gone from strength to strength. You know, we, we would never have expected that way back in 74 to be the force that they are now in terms of Sauvignon Blanc on the world market. No. Mm, and people will know the Brancard Estates, Marlborough, all those names, I'm sure, familiar to people who enjoy their whites from New Zealand listening to us this afternoon. It, it produces, like, in terms of production, this is the dominant uh, white, isn't it? Oh, by far. New Zealand, 80% of all the vineyards is dedicated to white wines. And of that 80%, um, the Sauvignon Blanc will make up uh, 71%. Yeah. So that just shows you the strength it has. You know, they produce uh, in excess of 300 and odd tons of uh, Sauvignon Blanc, and 88% of that is exported. So that in itself tells you the uh, success. Yeah, it's a huge success. Now, the winemaker here, Evelyn Fraser, tell us a little bit about her. Yeah, oh, very well known, of course. She was in uh, with Cloudy Bay before and uh, very, very well known, very particular when it comes to quality, which is, uh, you know, what she really uh, strives at. And uh, for this particular uh, 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 wine, she uh, got it from a single vineyard, which means it's completely dedicated just to Sauvignon Blanc. From, uh, and it came from the Waihopai Valley, which is in the southern valley of the Marlborough uh, region. Mm. And uh, the soils, they would be a bit more clay, which is very good for Sauvignon Blanc. And, it, of course, the climate is a little bit cooler, a little bit drier. And uh, that always gives you the fruity and complexity of the wine. Oh, it certainly has that. It's a pale colour, I know. What? How would you describe it on the nose and palate? Oh, passion fruit. Jerry, yeah. very strong. It's got a, some lime in it and a hint of grapefruit. Uh, not as classy as the European wines or the 
Northern Hemisphere wines would be uh, very crisp and refreshing, so well balanced, and it's got that long aftertaste. It doesn't just disappear once you Mm. Now, you are one to always tell us, don't over-chill the wine, but a nice chill you recommend on this one. Yes, I do, uh, Jerry. It's a little bit heavier than your normal Sauvignon Blanc. Um, but again, don't over-chill it, but put a nice chill on this one. Mm. And, it will uh, really do you good. It'll good. It'll do good. It'll do good with it. Uh, aperitif for a match, which do you go for? Yeah, I, I I would be a little bit reluctant. Just I always say the first glass, just to enjoy the wine for what it is. Jerry, uh, this one is a little bit heavier, you know, and um, you don't want to end up being done before the food is done. So, uh, but yeah, a good match would be uh, shellfish, any shellfish, light cheeses, goat cheese will be fantastic with it. Yeah. And then vegan and vegetarian, it will definitely fit in with it. Perfect with it. And as we always mm-hmm. say, enjoy responsibly, mix yeah. your wine with plenty of water as well and pace yourself through the evening. So the right. white today from Rick is New Zealand, Marlborough. Insight is the name on the label. It's a Sauvignon Blanc 2020. Comes to us from O'Brien's Wines in Drogheda. Barry and the crew there will look after you. They're brilliant. Twelve ninety five down from eighteen ninety five. Now for your red, you're moving to Europe and France. France, absolutely. And uh, this is a twenty nineteen Senso Chateau de Carigouillers uh, from the Languedoc region. Lovely, Jerry. Really, really nice. Not too often we have a Senso on its own. It's usually used in a blend. You know. Mm. Okay, no, Brian. Sorry, yes. Yeah, no. I've, I've I've noticed in the past you've mentioned that particular grape that the blend is where it comes into its own. But this is now standalone. I take it you're very happy for it to stand alone. I am, uh, Jerry. I, I really am. You know, it's it's uh, this is one of those grapes that it's it's hard to grow. It takes a lot of tender and care to get it. Uh, going and uh, and I was really I think this is a superb example of what happens when the winemakers really put all the effort in to produce it on its own you know and it's always a risk what's the significance of no sulfites in this wine because sulfites they 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 make up wines quite a lot of wine they do now just for listeners to understand sulfite uh, is there as a preservative. It doesn't really affect the wine. Yeah. Um, uh, unlike food, where you can use sulfites, processed foods, you don't have to stipulate. Wine law, you have to. Even if you use minimal, you have to stipulate it. What uh, What is significant about it is because the Chateau uh, prides himself since '59 to be organic mm. in the way they grow the wines and the way they produce the wines. And now they've gone for it to uh, be sulfite-free. Okay. So it's a marketing strategy. Yes, and, and some people like to search out those wines that don't have sulfites in them, and that's uh, everybody's prerogative, of course. And if you are that type, this is one for you, this recommended red from Rick this afternoon. Deep red, of course, in the colour. On the, on the nose and palate again, Rick? Uh, cherries, rasp and strawberries, very fruity for, for Senso on the nose, on the palate. It's a medium body because Senso wouldn't be a particularly strong, uh, you know, uh, grape. But lovely with that red fruit flavors coming through and such a lovely balance between the fruits and the tannins. Very easy on the palate now. Very easy on the palate, Jerry. 
Mm, I'm thinking red meat, beef, anything else? Yeah, beef definitely will go with it. And pasta dishes, I call it solid pasta dishes. You know, something a little bit heavier than, than the light ones. Oh, and maybe even a stew would, you know, yes. would sit with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Anyway, I read today again coming from O'Brien's Wines in Drogheda is French. It's from the Corbier region in the Languedoc. Sinso is the grape 2019 and again it's uh, on sale at 13.56 down from 16.95. Won't go wrong with that pair Rick this May bank holiday. Definitely not Terry both wines lovely wines to be enjoyed and uh, yeah and it's a bank holiday get the barbecue out. Ah oh, and no better man for the barbecue than Rick Cronje. He's a master. Imagine being so skilled uh, at his choice of wines and being able to rustle up those wonderful foods on the barbecue as well. Head for Rick's this weekend. Only cotton. We can't head anywhere. Be careful. We all have to be careful. Rick, good on you. You're great as usual. Thank you so much for your invaluable expertise. All good, Jerry. Talk to you next month. Talk to you then. Take care. That's Rick Cronje there, the virtuoso of Vino O'Brien's draw. Thank you to Barry and the crew again for uh, bringing those wines to us on late lunch this afternoon. And Rick, of course, working his magic as he uh, tastes them and makes the recommendations just for you on our show today. Now, Etna Shortall is on the line. Hello, Etna. Hello, long time. Ah, Etna, it is a long time. She's a best-selling Irish author. She's been here with me in studio on late lunch. And she has a new big job. Tell them about it, Etna. Yeah, well, this Sunday in the Sunday Times, we're launching a new home magazine. Um, And I've been a journalist here for 10 years, and it was writing about the arts, which kind of fits in with also being an author. But as I get older, my interests change, and now I'm obsessed with all things interiors, property, gardening, etc. So we're launching a new home supplement that will be covering all those things, and I will be editing it. I'm very excited about it. I'm so sure thank you for having me on. You are not at all. I just wanted to let people know about it because I am a avid reader of the Times every Sunday. It's such a wonderful newspaper, and I love all the supplements with it as well. They 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 were doing some uh, you know uh, focus on home, but nothing like this. This is really stepping up. It's a 32-page full-colour magazine. Yeah, and we, we had so much for the first week that we've actually bumped it up to 36 pages. We're just trying to shove Good everything in there. So, um, yeah, they, we, we do. We have done a bit of coverage in what was called our move section, and mm. we're keeping that within home, but we're expanding it. Like, you know, we've all obviously spent an awful lot of time at home in the past year, and we have a newfound appreciation for it. But also for that sense of satisfaction you can get from doing small DIY jobs or, you know, going out in the garden and actually planting something. And we just that was kind of the impetus for us. We thought, yeah, home, we, we appreciate home more than we ever did. So let's look at it. And we will be doing a bit more beyond that. Like we're going to look at travel and when restaurants come back, we'll be doing restaurant reviews. So you know, home is the focus, but it's got general lifestyle. Yes, I yeah. hope. Yeah, oh no, look, I, I, I see where you're coming from and what the future holds in expanding out and becoming broader in, in the coverage in this actual supplement. But you know what, now, you mentioned there that your own life interests change. We all do as we go through different stages of our lives. But you know something, don't we love, and this is just a, a given, I think, for an awful lot of people, looking at other things, suggestions, maybe hints and 
and tips that we can then bring into our own place where we live, no matter what size that is or where it is. Absolutely, and we're doing that in the first issue. We're doing DIY, how to lay your own patio, how to grow you know, plants where you have shade, what plants you can grow without sunlight, etc. But we're also catering to people's nosiness, which is something that was very important to me. So we're going to be looking inside other people's houses. So the first issue we're... Um, doing an At Home with interview with Susie McAdam, who anyone who watched Home of the Year will know her as one of the new judges that was on it. So she's been inside lots of other people's houses, so now we're going in to look around her house. And I just, that is a definite, as I get older, interest is snooping around other people's homes. Mm. And we also have the TV presenter, Maya Dunphy, and a few other people who will be talking about their own houses or, or homes. So yeah, I'm, uh, it's exciting. Hopefully people will pick up tips on how to improve their own house, but also just feed your nosiness about how other people live. Oh, we love to look in. We do. And this will bring you right in there. You know, something that often puzzles me, you can fill me in on this now, with the supplements, and they're so well produced, I have to say, in the Times. Are you under pressure, you know, deadline-wise at that? And you mentioned you could have filled more pages even this week. How does that work? When do you have to be wrapped up by? Yeah, well, we're, I'm just wrapped up really in the past hour. Right. So we're, we're kind of just done now. So I feel like, right, it definitely exists and it's all, it's all fine. I mean, that part of the fun of journalism when it all works out is, you know, and I'm sure it's the same for yourself, is a bit of pressure, you know, yeah. if, if a guest suddenly isn't on the line or you have to fill the airtime, that's the challenge that you rise to. But when you enjoy the subject matter, like I did culture, um, I wrote for the culture magazine for 10 years and loved it because especially at that time in my life, they were my interests now, and they still are, but now that I'm a bit older and I have a kid and I'm about to have my second child, I just find myself thinking about, you know, boring parenting, nesting things, (laughs) interiors, gardening, cooking, you know. So uh, when you're interested in the subject matter, I think it takes some of the pressure off. Yeah, it certainly does. It's a new challenge for you, isn't it? And it's, um, as you say, broadening your remit in terms of journalism. Just on the books for a moment, like you're obviously mm. busy with another baby on the way and everything. What about the writing? Any plans there? Yeah, so I, I've, I've published three books. I finished my fourth one during lockdown. I'm, I'm at the kind of uh, the very final stages where it's with my publisher and they're laying it out and, and all that. That'll be published next. February, uh, so it's a long way off and mm. it'll be called uh, It Could Never Happen Here. So, um, yeah, I'm still doing that. I found writing during lockdown very tough and it took me longer than usual. I had also just had my first child, which was, um, you know, I know a lot of people during lockdown <laughs> said they had more time on their hands, but we just had a childcare disappear, so I definitely had less time. Yeah. Um, so the writing, yeah, it was just a struggle, but also you weren't doing the eavesdropping that you would normally do, you know, and that can be harder to get inspiration from. Mm. And there just wasn't the same sense of fun, especially at the beginning, you know, it was was, obviously it was all extremely somber. So, yeah, I struggled. But anyway, I got there in the end and now I'm, I'm finally at the final stages. Good stuff. We look forward to that next springtime. Anyway, just reminding everybody today, Home, 32-page, full-colour magazine, this week in the Sunday Times and every week thereafter to be enjoyed. Edited by Etna Shortall. Wish you well with it and thank you for joining us today. Thanks, and good sir. luck with Thanks. the family. Thank you, Etna. OK, bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye. That's Etna Shortall there, our sister. Uh, we are in that part of the group with the Sunday Times there, LMFM Radio, 
radio stations, newspapers, etc. And uh, uh, just nice to give it a mention today on the show. I do love my Sunday newspapers. I, uh, my favourite papers of the week are the Sunday papers, weekend papers. I spend a lot of time reading them and I enjoy lots of the features in them as well and the supplements. I always go for the supplements and pick up bits and pieces from them as well. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Ah, the teddy bears, they're lovely. Keep them coming. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text us a pic of your teddy bear. We've had a number of people on about Anke Morganroth, who I spoke to top of the show uh, from the Teddy Bear Hospital and Bear Essentials shop in Cavan uh, wanting to know would she do this or do that for them. Well look at the best thing to do is check out the website bearessentials.ie and you'll get all the information there and you can get in touch with her through that and she'll have a chat with you I'm sure and she'll see what she can do to help you. She's lovely. She she really is. Um, Pamela's been on to say that she has three teddy bears and a Mr Bean Teddy. She loves them all even though I'm no kid anymore, you're never too old for teddy bears. You're so right, Pamela. Uh, Sean in Dundalk sent us a lovely picture in of a Cabbage Patch doll. It's his daughter's. 35 years ago she got it. Original clothes and in great condition as well. Lovely. Memories, memories with the teddies for sure. Now to your riddle today. Let me read it for you and tell you the answer. The person who makes it has no need of it. The person who buys it has no use for it. The person who uses it can neither see nor feel it. What is it? Louise, did you get it this week? Am I right or wrong? I'm always right, as I say. For the first time I got it. What's the answer? Coffin. It's a coffin. The answer is a coffin is right. And our prize today is going to Jane Meath from Rathkenny. Well done to you, Jane. And thanks to everybody who joined in the fun and WhatsApped or texted us uh, the answer to the riddle. We'll have another one for you next Friday. And uh, thanks indeed for your participation. Now, my artists of the week. I'm signing off on them today are Thin Lizzy. I have to say that of all the artists I've ever seen perform live in concert, there's no doubt in my mind that Thin Lizzy were the best. They were simply brilliant. I think they were nearly better live than in the studio. I was lucky to see them four times in concert uh, here in Ireland, including that first Slane concert. I have to tell you that I met Phil Linnett once in Dublin. I bumped into him by chance on the road and I stopped him and shook his hand and said I was delighted to meet him, how big a fan I was uh, of the group. He said hello to me as well and thanked me and he moved on his way. He looked great. He had all the leathers on him that day and he really looked the part. But I'm glad to say I did meet him in my time. And Lizzie, you may not know this, one of the first bands to switch from a single lead guitarist to two lead guitarists. And that style was adopted by others, the likes of Def Leppard, Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. They all went down that road after Lizzie. And modern bands such as Metallica acknowledge Lizzie's influence and inspiration. What might have been is a question many ask if Phil hadn't died at 36. What would have happened with him? However, wasn't to be, and during that time, from the mid-70s to the mid-80s, Thin Lizzy put down a repertoire of brilliance that's simply timeless. Today, I just had to sign off with a song that made us all so proud when they appeared on Top of the Pops in 1973. I was cheering at the telly.
Whiskey in the Jar, Thin Lizzy, and I'll dedicate that to Jack McEntee, who's celebrating his 18th birthday on Sunday from all on the school bus. John, Karina, Jack, Neve, Chantel, Claude, Kira, Eiffel, and they're all travelling home from St. Ulton's Special School in Navin. Well done to all of you. Lovely to hear from you this afternoon. And I want to give a shout out to Kay Boyd as well. Grange Hall, Dunshockland, from all the Friday Club gang. It's her birthday. Happy birthday, Kay. Now, that song, just uh, to mention again, uh, I have the single. I have the single. I have that single, the original single, signed by Phil in it. Can I find it? It's somewhere in the house. It really is, Louise Summer. I wish I could find it. And Susan was on to say that Thin Lizzy played St Mary's School in Drogheda when she was a youngster and they wouldn't let her go to the gig because she was too young. That Lovely to hear from you, Susan, this afternoon. Jerry, tomorrow, tomorrow. Tomorrow is... Tomorrow, your favourite saying, tomorrow is the 1st of May. <laughs> I nearly forgot about it. Can we mention it? We can. The 1st of May, Christmas Day. I never knew that. I think that's great. Saying. The 1st of May, Christmas Day, folks. Yes, first time we mentioned Christmas on this show (laughs) since the last one. Um, It is a fact. Whatever day of the week, Christmas Day will fall on the same day is the 1st of May. So the day of the 1st of May, which is Saturday tomorrow, this year, Christmas Day is on Saturday. Saturday. And it happens every year. First even, of May. Even leap years, everything. Every single year. Leap year, non-leap year. First of May, Christmas Day. And I have to mention them again. The man that told me that years ago was Phil O'Neill. Another Phil who worked with me in Aircom Telecom. Uh, Phil mentioned that for the first time. And it holds forever. The first of May, Christmas Day. First of May, Saturday. Christmas Day, Saturday. So there, a little nugget of wisdom repeated again this year for you on late lunch. In case you had forgotten. Did you see that teddy bear one that came in there? Have to mention it. My husband's last Santa, 55 years ago has pride of place on his own chair Teddy uh, and that's what he's called Kathleen has sent an interstate absolutely beautiful going back in time there thank you for all your photos and chat about the teddy bears on late lunch this afternoon we are heading to our final break of the week and afterwards I'll be joined by the man who knows all about sport it's soccer and racing today with Leon Blanche Friday afternoon it is and yes we have our usual look ahead to the big weekend in sport this week it's soccer at home and across the water and a big week in racing as well and joining me as usual is the communications manager with Boyle Sports Leon Blanche hello again Leon Good afternoon Jerry. how are you keeping? I'm great, thank you for joining us again on the show Well it starts early in the League of Ireland uh, this evevening in fact uh, in a couple of hours time Drada at home to Sligo and uh, Dundalk are in Waterford yeah, look, I think, um, you know, I went for a draw in the kind of loud derby between Dundalk and Drogheda, but I think it's fair to say Dundalk were worthy winners. Drogheda got a very late uh, consolation goal, but they're up against Sligo, and Sligo, of course, would have been a little bit surprised with their kind of defeat, Jerry, at home against Derry City. Sligo would have wanted a bit more out of that game, I'm sure. So it's a kind of interesting game. Drogheda at home, uh, they're up against Sligo. There's not much between them um, in terms of of their league positions at the moment. I think Sligo are in third place. Drogheda are in fifth place, but there is a six-point gap. So Drogheda will be hoping that they can pick up something and maybe even nick a home win. But it's going to be difficult. I think Sligo will be a little bit reeling from that defeat against bottom side Derry. No one expected that. It was a. It was definitely a bit of a shock. And 
I would love to see Drogheda win it, but I was disappointed with their performance against Sundalk. I'm going to have to be honest. I thought they would have done a little bit better than that. I'm going to go for a draw here. I think a share of the spoils wouldn't be wouldn't be that uh, bad of a result for Drogheda. You and I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. The next kind of three or four games when we spoke about it, they were going to be always difficult. So it's important to try and pick up points here and there when you can. So a draw for me between Drogheda and Sligo. Now Dundalk uh, did win that game against Drogheda last weekend. They're in Waterford and then they have Longford. So it's a nice run of games for the Lily Whites. It is. Waterford beat Longford 1-0. Um, in their last game but you would expect Dundalk now will be looking at Waterford looking at Longford and looking to move up the table Jerry, because to take seven games to register your first victory is just not good enough I think everyone would agree with that so these are two matches that Dundalk must get maximum points they're already trailing the league leaders joint league leaders St. Pat's and Samarcovich who've got 17 points Dundalk are 11 points behind them they can't afford to slip any further back Dundalk will win this, and I think they'll also beat Longford Derry. Just getting that first win, it can change the whole mindset around the club, with the players, with the management team, and they need to get back-to-back victories, and I'm fully sure that they will beat Waterford and Longford back-to-back. Now let's pop cross water and uh, great results in midweek for the two Manchester sides in Europe. They're back in domestic action this weekend. United play Liverpool and City are at Palace. If United lose and City win, they're champions. Yeah, well, you know something, Jerry. I think City will win. Um, I think Pep Guardiola will make a couple of changes. He's got such a fantastic squad, um, but certainly... They're 2-1 up against PSG. They are favourites to qualify for the Champions League final, but that game is not over yet. PSG can turn it on a knife edge as quick as quick as you like with the likes of Mbappe and Neymar. But City will beat Palace, and then it's over, of course, to Manchester United against Liverpool. City will already have beaten Palace by the time Liverpool play uh, Manchester United. So the pressure, not really pressure on United, because everyone knows Man City are going to win the league. Man United... Great second half performance coming from 2-1 down to beat Roma 6-2. And Jerry, these Liverpool United games, they're, sometimes they're built up as if they're going to be absolute crackers. But more often than not, they're actually boring to watch. There's been so many scoreless draws between the two sides. Liverpool have blown all chances, I feel, of finishing in the top four. Threw away a lead against Leeds. Did the same against Newcastle. Got two points when they should have got six points. And I think a lot of Liverpool fans just want to see the end of this season. So for me, Jerry, I'm going to go for a boring draw at Old Trafford. And don't be surprised at all if it's no goal scorer. And one little bit of a word of advice. If you think there's not going to be any goals, make sure you back no goal scorer because if there is an own goal, you'll still get paid out with no goal scorer. So it's just a little hint there for people. If they don't expect goals, which I don't, just keep that on your side. Interesting indeed. Let's uh, turn our focus to racing and the flat season is underway. The first two classics of the year at Newmarket. The 1,000 guineas on Sunday, uh, but the 2,000 on Saturday begins a big weekend of racing. Absolutely, Jerry. I mean, this... I love the flat racing and I love watching the classics because these are the creme de la creme of horses. Aidan O'Brien, he started the season extremely well and he's got the favourite in Wembley. Great name. Uh, Wembley will be ridden by Ryan Moore. He's favourite to win the 2,000 guineas. 
and probably rightly so. He ran a blinding race at the back end of last season when nothing went right for him. He finished second in the Dewhurst, which is a really good trial. Joseph O'Brien, Aidan's son, he's got the second favourite in Thunder Moon, and third favourite is Battleground, Frankie de Tory riding for Aidan O'Brien. I hope it's going to come back to Ireland. The UK do have a couple of big challengers, though, in Mustabek, who was supplemented by Charlie Hills. They've also got Master of the Seas and one ruler. So it's not a one-horse race. But if I had to pick one, Jerry, I just think Wembley. I watched the race back um, only last night, the two horse. And he got stopped so many times. He was drawn on the outside. And he still just got beaten by a stablemate. So Wembley, for me, on Saturday and Sunday, I think anyone who loves flat racing... You've got to keep your eye on a filly called Santa Barbara, a beautiful place over in California. She's only raced once. She was an absolutely superbly impressive winner at the current when she won over one mile. She'll be ridden by Ryan Moore. She's trained by Aidan O'Brien. Anyone who follows flat racing will have heard Aidan O'Brien absolutely eulogizing about this filly, saying that she looks like a four or five-year-old colt. She's that big and she's that strong. So for me, it's going to be Santa Barbara all the way on Sunday to win the 1000 at Newmarket. Fantastic, and what a treat to look forward to. Leon, as usual, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Have a great weekend, Jerry. Leon Blanche there, rounding off another week of Late Lunch. Thanks to all our guests who joined us every day. To you, our listeners who are with us, we really appreciate your company. And a big thank you, of course, to my sidekick, Miss Louise Walsh, my producer. Couldn't do this without her. Have a lovely weekend. Enjoy, be safe and take care. Do take care and mind yourself because it's still important, even though restrictions are on the way to being lifted. Come back Tuesday next. We're back with Late Lunch. Packed show for you one thirty on Tuesday after the bank holiday. Stay safe. We'll see you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada Dundalk and Cavan. Attention all van drivers. We have the biggest range of light commercials in the northeast. Our van specialist, Danny at Blackstone Motors, will find a commercial vehicle to suit your requirements. We offer same-day business finance. Call Danny or visit blackstonemotors.ie for more information. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.